Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Tonight, during this passion, we, we want to share, and I, I dragged my wife out with me. So, this has ever officially happened before, ever? Nope. Officially. Not I mean, we've done things together, but this is official. But this is not even a... I was just talking about the word that I wanted to put that tonight. She was like, oh my God, that's kind of like... So let's just have a conversation with them. Let's just talk the, let's just have a conversation. So it's off the cuffs, there's, there's no slides really, it's just the seven last words up there, but we're yeah. just going, I'll at y'all. Yeah. All right. We do at home. The way we do at home. The They're like, man, we ain't come out here for that. You know what I'm saying? People might want to, yeah, they want to know. I'm going to switch it up a little. I don't want, you won't want to be predictable or I just, the same, it makes me itch. I'm allergic to the same. <laughs> Yeah. So it, some, someday I'm going to do something crazy. When, one day y'all going to walk in here, I'm going to be on the camera standing back there teaching. Y'all going to have to turn around and watch. I don't know. Weird. want to stay fluid. Make sure her mic is up, please. Cause she it's up. Oh. <laughs> well, amen. Uh, <laughs> tonight, what we want to share about during this Passion Week, everyone is commemorating the death, burial, resurrection, crucifixion, Jesus. We are not going to ignore that. A lot of things culturally we don't follow. Uh, but this is not just culture. This is kingdom right here. So the world is stopping to observe in some way. Whether they say, I don't believe it, or they do, they're still observing this week. Uh, so we would, be, we would be remiss not to do so as well. This is the believer's yeah, week. Yeah. This the week we get to put our swag on like, yeah, remember that happened? That happened. He got up. Remember that? Yeah. What your God do? Buddha, he died, right? Cool. Ours kind of got up. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can learn some principles from the Buddhists. Right. I can learn some principles and some poems. You know what I mean? Truth is truth. But, you know, I, all right, praise the Lord. But I'm not going to follow that God who's dead. Right. Why follow somebody who ain't moving? Y'all quiet. I'm supposed to sit down with you. I'm sitting down. Go for it. Y'all done found three principles in Hinduism and you just start being Hindu. Right. Yeah. Take the principles, that's fine. You learn principles at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't follow your teacher. Right. You feel me? Look, he said, I don't even want to follow my teacher. She get on my nerves. <laughs> you don't do that. You can't wait to get out of class. So why every enlightenment you get, you think you're just supposed to worship that? Right. That's dead. It was good, but it's dead. Yeah. Amen. Chew the meat, but please spit out the bones. Spit out the bones. <laughs> Amen. Chew the principles, spit out their God. That's right. We only serve Jesus who Amen. rose. That's when we, this is when we get, to, we get to brag about that, y'all. We get to talk about that. We get to swag about it. Somebody say, he's alive. He's alive. Do you know what that means? If he's alive, that means everything else he said is going to happen. Y'all quiet. Y'all, never mind. <laughs> you, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's not just he got up, oh, good for him. No, if he got up, everything he said is going to happen. If 
gonna bless you. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to sit down with you. Somebody say it has to happen. It has to happen. Can y'all put that little jump on it? That little. It has to happen. That's why we celebrate the resurrection. If he said that and it happened, what's my bills to him? What's sickness compared to death? What? Y'all, are y'all kidding me? He can't heal you, but he can come back from the dead. I believe without a shallow of doubt that every word he... I said shallow Yes, I did. Without a shadow of a doubt that every word he spoke is going to happen. And what's, what's my proof? He rose on the third. Y'all, I'm yelling too much. That's why I wanted to sit down. No, 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 no. Amen. So anyway, that's our proof. That's why we look ridiculous waiting on the things of God and being believers. That's why we look stupid. We sometimes can look crazy as believers. Because we dare to believe that what he said is going to happen. Amen. Amen. So this is Passion Week. And we're celebrating. I'm sweating already. Make sure I sit down. Just gra- if I go up, just grab me and sit me down. I sat down so we can... So I don't do that at the dinner table, so don't make, don't let me do that. Sometimes you do. Sometimes I do. You got up and ran today. You I got did. up and you ran around. I did. Okay. Today, tonight, we want to talk about in 30 minutes. Why y'all don't trust? The trust is not here, Liz. Uh. <laughs> he said no. Jay. We're going to try, we're going to shoot for 30 minutes. We're going to shoot for it. Is that, that that's honest? Amen. Tonight we want to talk about, this is the last day of March gladness. Yeah. But it's not the last day of your gladness. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight I want to talk about the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness. That's what we're talking about. The whole Bible is really a pursuit of happiness. It's an expression of love and a pursuit of happiness. God, our creator, Elohim, self-existent one, Jehovah, created the heaven and the earth. Cool, beautiful, because it pleased him. No one suggested trees. No one suggested water. No one suggested dirt or air. It pleased God to create these things. No one suggested ox, cattle, giraffe, zebra, which is one of her favorite animals because of how it looks, I guess, the stripes. My favorite is the tiger right now because I like the stripes. And I like the brown color, then the white comes in at the bottom. And then the hazel eyes are so dope. Anyway, so I'm liking tigers right now, all them elements. But God did all that. Ain't nobody tell him how to make tigers. He did that because it pleased him. It was an extension of his pleasure. What have you created as an extension of your happiness? What have you duplicated or manufactured or manifested out of your happy place? What around you reflects your pleasure? Yeah, could it be that we have nothing in our lives that remind us yeah. of being happy? Yeah. It was your child at first, That's but now they're talking back. 
Well, they was cute when they was pooping on themselves. See that little bit right there? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hold her up. Yes. Yes, the circle of life. <laughs> See how everybody, oh, did the bitch, did the bitch, did Yeah, when she start talking back, though. She won't. She won't, though. In the name of Jesus, she will be a pure, oh, yeah. virtuous Amen. woman in the name of Jesus, blessed and highly favored. And she will handle confrontation in a peaceful way. Amen. Okay. Well, if there's nothing around you that reflects your happiness, your days will lean towards sadness. There's nothing in your airspace or your house or your, nothing that reflects your happiness. I didn't say nothing that makes you happy. Yeah. Gotcha. Things don't make you happy. We live, we don't give things that much power. Right. Are you hearing me? Okay, don't give things that much power ever. I don't care if it's your car, you can get in an accident. I don't care if it's your house, it's yeah. something good. I don't, care. I don't care if it's your job, you can get laid off. I don't care if it's your, your husband, his breath can stink one day. I don't care. Don't put your happiness in anything outside. Because you give that thing ultimate power over your emotions and your soul. So I didn't say things that make you happy, but things that reflect your happiness. I bought that painting because I, it pleased me. So you bought a painting and you just hang it up. Every time you pass it, it's like... And then you keep going. I mean, years later, it gets smaller, but that's still, that happiness is still yeah. there. Ooh, I love it. And you keep going. Your brain, don't, you don't even consciously recognize it. But subconsciously, you're adding to the happy endorphins, happy chemicals in your body when you have things in place that represent your pleasure. So God yeah. did that. He set Amen. everything up that he loved. In heaven, he created the heaven and the earth. Everything he loved, everything. He said, it was good. He created this, it's good. Based on his perspective, yeah. It was good. Are you surrounded by good? Yeah, I don't mean spiritually. No, I know y'all clapping. I appreciate it. Naturally. Do you see good things? Like, you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes just cleaning up. Like, just cleaning up just surrounds you with good vibes and good, good energy. Look at your neighbor and say, just clean up sometimes. Clean up. Just close, just wrap the bag and close the cereal box one time. See how you feel. I mean, close the bag up and then close the box. See how you feel tomorrow when you go in there. Correct. Like, I do have Fruit Loops. Let me find out they wrapped up. You're going to be so happy? Yeah. <laughs> Put that clip on them tortillas. You know what I mean? Right. Them chips. You walk in your pantry, you got all clipped up chips. Yeah. Up chips. Clip chips. Clip chips. It just makes you feel good. It does. So God and put all... Yeah, and that's okay. I was going to add to that. Yeah. Um, they taught us in church that anything was, anything outside of God wasn't, you know, wasn't healthy. But um, we're mm. talking about God created colors yeah. and trees. He created simple things to make himself happy. And those simple things can make us happy. Yeah. I mean, even just going in your house painting a wall color. Yeah. Could, could, could bring you joy walking in there. Do you it. You know, little, little things like that. Women, do it. y'all can do that. Find something that makes you happy. Now, if you got a husband, ask if you're going to do yeah, pink. Well, if you're going to do pink, ask your husband. <laughs> Pastor yeah. said this color make me happy. Just ask him first. Yeah, that's true. I get it. I don't want to come home and walk into Victoria's Secret in right, pink right, like... Right, right. Okay. Well, you know what I'm saying? Know, but everybody has a problem with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, anyway, so yeah, that, that helps. Yeah. Happy. What do you have around you that reminds you of yeah. your happy? Yeah. 
intentionally put things in your view that reminds you of your happy. Little sticky paper on the wall. You know what I mean? People make you smile. God makes you happy. Right. You can make me smile, but you can't make me happy. Little right. stuff like that. Like today is the I don't know, but you should have little tokens around you that reminds you of your happy. Because you don't need tokens to remind you of your sadness. Right. That's true. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? That just comes. So God creates man, and it's like, whoa, I want to do this one different. He created, he created, he created, he created. Then he, he went hands-on. When it came to man, he went hands-on. He planted a garden. That sounds hands-on to me. So God personally decorated man's house. Wow. That's so good. Because it pleased him. Then he formed man, hands-on. He treated us differently than the animals that came out the water. And the an no, he formed us yeah. Yeah. because he wanted to treat us differently. He said, let us make man. Let them look like us. Yeah. What? A God that will have no other God before? Yeah, let's, I'm going to let you run earth like I run heaven. Wow. So he created man. He, it was hand, he was hands on with us. He formed us out of the dust of the ground. He said it was good. Loved it. Only thing he said that was not good, to be alone. Created woman because it was pleasing. Don't eat of the tree. Don't eat of the tree. Talking to Adam every day at the cool of the day. He talks to Adam at the cool of the day, the top of the day, top of the morning. He talks to Adam. Then Adam goes along and tills the garden, and he takes care of the, you know, garden. And I like this point, too, really quick. I know I'm, you know, I like that. I like that God met with Adam at a certain time. I always say this. Because back in my religious Pentecostal church, it was like, you, why are you living a life? You should be worshiping God, talking to him giving him the glory and speaking in tongues all day. But Adam didn't even do that. He met with God at a certain time, yep. and then he lived. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? When you meet with him first, when you give God what's first, he blesses the rest. So don't give text messages and social media your first attention when you wake up. Or try not to. I try not to. Try not to give social media or external things your attention or your focus when you first wake up because it sets the tone for your day. Now you're led by people's words and what people think because you set the tone of your day to be that. Right. Set the tone of your day. Talk to your father who loves you. Set the tone of the day and then go live. He ain't going to be hounding you all day. You know? No, just go. When you have his spirit in you, then you flow like that. So don't eat of the tree. <gasps> he ate of the tree. And I say it all the time. God was like, oh my me. I love saying that, because he can't say, oh, my God. I, right. I know he was like, did he just eat the, I'm sorry, did y'all say, oh, mommy. Like, I say it all the time. He sent text messages to the angels, O-M-M, hashtag. Did you see what he did? Wow. Did y'all see that? <laughs> I, can't I can't believe it. God snaps, right? Everybody's born in sin now, because a one-man sin? That's how all y'all going to act. So it's safe to assume that if Tim got here after Adam, Tim would do the same thing. Based on human nature. It's safe to assume that if Mello gets here after Tim and Adam, that Mello going to do the same thing and eat at a tree. So God just did a blanket. Okay, everybody's a sinner. Right. Whoa, that's not fair. That ain't fair. Sometimes I think like, no. Let me put a tree in front of me. Right. Right. How many of y'all feel like that sometimes? Like, man, 
I ain't even you feel me, bro? Like, give me a tree. Right. Adam gonna eat the tree. That's him. He's stupid. Oh my. <laughs> give me a tree. I'll leave that thing straight alone. Right. I won't even water. I just go around it. They just water something right. else. <laughs> when I thought that, like, God, why wouldn't you give me a tree? He said, I did. Wow. Trees represent temptation. He said, Adam had it worse. You got it worse than Adam because we have, I got many trees. We got a lot. That's what I was going to say. Adam just had one. Yeah. They call it a forest. Yeah, a forest. Yeah, I got a forest of temptations. Y'all might have a plant. <laughs> That's fine, and God bless you, and I, I wish I had your life. I got a forest of temptations daily. Like my pastor should be Smokey the Bear. That's what I'm talking about. So we do have trees that we eat of, even though he says don't. Proving that his coverage was right. We're all sinners. The Constitution states that every human being has the unalienable right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In America, you, if you are breathing air, have the unalienable right. We cannot alienate you from this privilege of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Assuming that's what everybody wants, to be happy. As a believer in God, I'm almost done, babe. We're going to go to the crux of what we're talking about. As a believer in Christ, we do have the same rights. Life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when, you, as you're, when you're a believer, it just shifts to him. Liberty, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We don't take liberties outside of the spirit. Oh, that was a good point. And the pursuit of happiness. God wants us to be happy. He said, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. So he wants you to enjoy it. I would that you would prosper being healthy, even if you're, even as you're so, I mean, he wants that. But this pursuit of happiness we're talking about tonight is not ours. It's his. God's pursuit of happiness. What makes him happy? Us. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. We are his pleasure. If, if, if you say, I want to make something that looks just like me, I, I just want to... Just make man. You would probably make two to five people. He has billions because it pleases him to express himself that way. It pleases him to love that way. It pleases God to do that. So you are here as an expression of love and pleasure. So you're not just here because you're loved. You're here because you're liked by God. Yeah. Somebody say, God likes me. It pleased God for you to be born. You have to understand that. Jesus got baptized, didn't do nothing, and God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So God is pleased with you. We ate of the tree, separated us from God. Oh! Separation forever. He tried. So God says, how can I regain the relationship with them? He starts his pursuit. What? What I do? They laughing? Okay. They, he starts his pursuit of happiness after man ate the, the tree. He was already happy before man ate. 
we were one. He brought the animals to Adam to see what he would name them. He named them the same. He's just like me. This is what I wanted. I'm happy. He ate of the tree, broke his happiness. Most of us, when our happiness is broken, we leave the situation. We abandon. Yeah, Yeah. the relationship. Somebody break your heart. You out. Oh, well. They hit you up. What you doing? Why? (laughs) And some people, you need to do that with 17 question marks. Why? But aren't you glad God didn't do that with us? We broke the relationship and he pursued us. Pursued us. Wow. Woo! Paul said, I'm going to keep going until I'm apprehended. Mm. By that which I'm apprehended of. Till I apprehend that which is apprehending me. Paul said, I'm going to keep going until I catch the one that's catching me. I'm going to keep going until I love fully the one that fully loves me. I'm going to keep going. Oh, let me calm down. So you are pursued. If you're not in Christ, you are, he's pursuing you. Because that's his happiness. So all throughout the scriptures, he's making these maneuvers. Uh, 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 the Tower of Babel, he destroys that. Noah's Ark, let me start again. He's doing all these things to try to gain relationship with us. Okay, just kill a lamb. When you mess up, kill something. Okay? Just kill, kill a lamb once a year. Let's call it the Day of Atonement. If you do it, I, I, I'll just forgive you and we'll be cool. Okay? We'll be cool. All right. After a while, they would rather, we're going to talk about this a little later, the sacrifices didn't add up because they weren't interested in the relationship with God. They just wanted to appease him and have their sins excused. It's almost easier to follow the rules than to engage in a relationship. I can work at Subway and obey all the rules and be employee of the month every year, but it don't mean I know Mr. Subway. Correct. That's good. You don't know Mr. Charles Subway. You don't know Charles. Even though you're obeying everything he said, you have no relationship. And God said, I don't want robots and managers. I want relationship. I love you so much, I can't stand not talking to you. I can't stand not hearing from you. How can I work it out where we can be good again? Pursuit. Happiness. So that didn't work anymore. They don't want relationships. They just want to make sacrifices. Okay, let me just shut down and think about this. So the Old Testament shuts down hundreds of years. And not that he was thinking about it. This is just for my little movie that I'm giving y'all. Because the Bible says before the foundation of the world, Jesus was slain. But just let me set my movie up like this. He's like, what are we going to do? So God is thinking for hundreds of years between Malachi and Matthew was hundreds of years. They heard nothing from God. No prophet, no angel, no wind. I know they thought everything was God. Just, right. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, God. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, he wasn't talking. <laughs> Hundreds of years. He was silent mm. until he came up with a master plan to pursue his happiness. Son, I need you to do them a favor. Son, I need you to do them a favor. That's what grace is called. It's a favor. Yeah. You ever play Uno and slide your partner a draw four or a skit? No. Y'all save. Y'all don't do that. Okay. <laughs> ah. You did that. Have y'all ever played teams? Uno teams? 
Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Teams. I'm not talking about somebody that's going to draw the four on you. Anyway, just get my point. <laughs> I done lost half of them. I never did that. So just hear my point. You're losing. <laughs> Your partner has the winning card. They do you a favor and give you their card. Now you win because of the favor they did for you. In essence, that's what Jesus did. Son, I need you to do them a favor. I need you to go down there, suffer, bleed, and die. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So Jesus, that's why it took so long. Jesus had to think about it. God probably suggested it the first year. Jesus was like, man. Every year, the angels and God and the Holy Spirit were like, you going to do it? Man. Yeah. Come on, Jesus, you'll be right back. You saying I'll be right back. You, you go then. You go, Gabriel. Go, Gabriel. I, you don't. <laughs> that is so good. That's what took him so long. Like, man, this is a real thing. Yeah. Tonight, I'll do it because I love him like you love him, Father. So he came down, 40 and two generations. Gabriel sends a message. Mar Mary. Mary. I was going to say Martha. To Mary. Because you're pregnant. I don't know a man. You're pregnant, whatever. Jesus. Okay, let's go to the crux of it. I don't spend 20 minutes setting it up. So, 10 minutes, we got to finish it. Okay. Let's do it. It's 12 years old. All right, he goes, You know the life of Jesus. So now he's suffering. He's in the garden of Gethsemane. Let's fast forward. I was going to do the whole thing, but let's just go. Let's just go get water and wine when he was 12, all that stuff. We'll just do that later. He's in the garden now about to suffer on the night he was about to be betrayed. It's going down now. The purpose is here. It's been 33 years. He's been kind of okay, but now the time has come for the sacrifice to be made and for him to, for the first time, well, maybe not the first time, but for the first time recorded, bleed and die. The moment is here. He's in the garden. He says, could y'all pray with me, please? Just watch and pray with me for an hour. He takes Peter, James, and John. He the Bible says, he says, could y'all watch with me to the 12? And then he took Peter, James, and John, the three, and he walked a little ways further. And he said, y'all just watch and pray with me. He said, my soul is heavy, and I'm greatly sorrowed. The time has come. Jesus, the Bible said, was very heavy. It says that in Mark, literally. He was very heavy and sad and overwhelmed because he knew what was about to happen. He knew the suffering was about to commence. And he said, pray with me to the three. They said, okay. He walked a little further, the Bible says, and just fell. He just collapsed and fell on his face in the garden. It wasn't like a kneel down pray like we see the praying hands on the, the church fans. and on the No. No. It was torture. It was agony. It was satanic, demonic pressure on his mind, trying to, let, trying to get him, talk him out of it. Jesus falls on his face. Then the first thing he says, I just want to bring this up before we go into the seven last words. The first thing he said was, Father, you can do all things. Please let this cup pass. Is there another way? I always thought Jesus just said, is there another way? Let this cup pass. But the first thing he said was, you can do all things. That's so true. 
If God wanted to, he could have redeemed man another way. Because there's nothing God cannot do. Look at your neighbor and just say, there's nothing my God cannot do. I don't care what key you sing it in, just do it. Y'all all quiet, I don't care how you sound. <laughs> I don't care how you sound, just do it. <laughs> Thugs in the back like that. Stop playing, we in church. Let this cup pass. Nevertheless, uh, not my will, not what I want, not my pleasure. Not my happiness, but your happiness be done. Jesus. Only person you should sacrifice your happiness for, in some degree, is your spouse, family, whatever, and God. Not my will, but your will be done. Everybody has to have a garden moment several times in your life. Daily, actually. You got to have a, oh, I want to so bad, but forget what I want. You want me to be quiet? I'm going to be quiet, Jesus. Why are you doing everything you want to do? Wow. Why do you just do what you want? There are boundaries to everything. There are even boundaries to liberty. Yeah. I can set a lion free that I've been grooming and I can let him out the cage and go, but he ain't going in water because he has yeah. boundaries, even in his freedom. Yeah. Okay, that was a good point. I, don't want, I, I felt another street open up, but I put a detour sign there, so I won't go down there. Yeah. Fast forward, he's betrayed. He's lied on in court. Now, he's on the cross. And these are some words that he said. We consider them the seven last words, and we want to talk about it. So y'all know they flogged him all night. They beat him all night. Shreds of skin and muscle was just hanging from him like, yeah, like streams, like just spaghetti. I don't know how to say it. Like, yeah, just noodles. It was just hanging. His ribs was exposed. His intestines was in exposed. Isaiah says uh, to the fact that you can't even, you couldn't even recognize if it was a human being yeah. on the cross or not. They beat him so badly. It just looks like slabs of meat. Hanging on the cross, covered in blood. You just see an occasional lift to breathe. And it was so hard to breathe because of how his feet, there's so much to go into. How they placed his feet on the cross and his hands. It's, you got to open up your windspan to even breathe like that. It's hard to breathe like this naturally. That ain't fun. They had him hung like that. It was so hard to breathe after being tortured all night, after being whipped, crown of thorns on his head, lost so much blood. He should have died hours ago. But even in all that, his first words was, Father, forgive them. Bye-bye. For they know not what they do. How, how is that even possible? What does that mean? No, this is the whole thing. Father, yeah. forgive them. Why would he say that? Um, like, we got some things written down, y'all, so just bear with us. Y'all with us? Yeah. I um, yeah. did some research and a little bit of reading. 
um, I found out how and why forgiveness was the first thing he did. Um, that was the first thing he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah. And that second part, I'm going to talk about the first part, which is forgiveness, yeah. but that second part really stood out to me, yeah. for they know not what they do. And a lot of times when, when people offend us, you know, and um, they hurt us and they do things like that, we, we want them to know how we feel. We, we want them to know what they did to us, right? But, but Christ showed us in his most traumatic storm and in the worst moment of his life, he showed us even in that moment, you know, you could still forgive. You could still, you could still do that. And so forgiveness is probably one of the most important virtues needed to begin an authentic walk with God. We, Say that again a little bit slower. It is the most important virtue needed to begin an authentic walk with God. To begin an authentic walk with God, yeah. forgiveness is the forgiveness most important virtue. It's the most important virtue. It's the first, it's the first one. Because how can two walk together except they agreed, except except they forgive, except yeah. you know, except um and forgiveness is is, is more yeah, than go, forgiveness go. is more than given. Forgiveness is forgiven. Forgiven is more like uh, credit. Credit! Don't we all like credit? I mean, it, it's amazing how they do that, because I know if I had a, a bunch of money, I would be kind of scared to give mm. a, a stranger my money first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But that's what credit is. We give, we give first not knowing what the outcome is. So forgiveness is such a big attribute because it takes so much humility to do that. Yeah. And then um, forgiveness is, of course, God's attribute. <laughs> to salvation forgiveness is the is first because it's an attribute of love mm. so forgiveness is the first is god's first action mm -hmm. in the process of salvation yeah it's impossible for him to save you yeah unless he forgives, he forgives, you, forgives first. you first yeah 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 ain't that good you're not even saved first you're yeah. forgiven first forgiven first <laughs> you're eligible for salvation yeah. because you're already that's right. Forgiven. Look at somebody and say, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. That's my new name. It was Ty, but it's now forgiven. That's my new yep. thing. Yeah, I yes. love that. That's his first That's action. his first action because giving is God's thing. It's like um, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. We don't have to wonder what he gave. He gave. That was the first thing he did was, was given. Yes. And, and, and the thing about forgiveness is. What does it do? What does, what what, is it, what does what? it do? Unforgiveness. I'm going to tell you what unforgiveness does. What does it, unforgiveness It causes do? you, the victim, to be mentally in bondage or in mental anguish by replaying the unfortunate event in your mind, causing you to renew your mind on the situation, which continues the process. So unforgiveness. Uh, don't, mm -mm, don't. Okay. Can you just say that again? Amen. See, you know what you're going to say. Okay. We don't know. So Amen. slow that down. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Causes you, the victim, to be in mental bondage or anguish by replaying the unfortunate events in your mind, causing you to renew your mind on the matter, which causes you to continue the process. And that's unforgiveness. You have to be totally conscious of being unforgiving. You have to, you have to work on that daily, every single day. So that's why that's so important because that's the only way you can so good. You know, unite with your brother and commune with your brother through yes. forgiveness because yes. we all offend. You're going to be, yeah. be upset about what somebody does and what somebody says. I love the fact that whether you're conscious of it or not, you renew your mind. The Bible instructs us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. But do you know that you're renewing bitterness? Yeah, exactly. You can renew and strengthen unforgiveness 
by replaying the event and having the same perspective and not being open like, well, maybe they didn't mean to slap me. Maybe they did just lift their hands and hit me. No, but when you replay it with the same context, you strengthen bitterness. You strengthen anger. You strengthen selfishness. You strengthen entitlement. You strengthen everything you don't want in your life by renewing your mind with the same context. If you're going to replay it, change the context. Yep. Amen. Are y'all hearing me? That's so Amen. good, Big. That's I love good. it. Keep going. Okay. What else you say? What else you got um, in here? You got some good but stuff. But I, I mean, we can, so we can move faster. I, what, what, what happens when you forgive? Oh, hold on, 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 hold on. How do you know when we have unforgiveness? Okay. Do that, man. I was trying to move. Nah. I was trying to move. How do we know? We, we already have... 31 minutes, y'all, so we late. So go ahead. That was fast. Okay, how do we know when we have unforgiveness? Two ways, inwardly depressed, which mentally, again, you repeat, you repeat the unfortunate chain of events in your mind over and over each day, which causes, that causes our mind to be preoccupied with negative thoughts, leaving no room for the word of God. Will you come on? No room. It's nothing can get in there because it's preoccupied. The space is already filled up. And so when you fill your mind up with negative thoughts each day, with unforgiveness and things like that, he can't, nothing can get in. By the time you wake up, your mind is already occupied. That's right. That's preoccupied. It's preoccupied. You, all, you wake up irked. Already. Because all day you replay the negative in your mind That's all right. day. So now you wake up preoccupied. Preoccupied. So now the word tries to penetrate and there's no vacancy. That's right. Amen. The number forgiveness two. creates vacancy. For, for the new, for the That's fresh, right. for the good, it for does. the next. Anybody ready for all of that? No. Well, make room. You have to make the room. That's and right. forgiveness creates that vacancy. Right. All right, now go ahead. This is so good. I don't want you There's to rush because these one. are good stuff right here. Amen, right. amen. Outwardly. Now so inwardly, know. you know you have unforgiveness because you're mentally all that. Outwardly, right. how does it show? It shows by complaining and talking about the other person, sins or offense repeatedly which is another way to re renew the negativity. Mm -hmm. You keep talking about it, you keep complaining about it. Friends, family, yeah. are y'all in here? If you're a friend or family of anybody, raise your hand. Mm -hmm. I hope everybody's hand is up. Yeah. All right, bro, I got you. <laughs> he was like. <laughs> friends, don't let your friends renew the negative. You hear their thoughts all the time. Yeah, I'm just. I just can't believe he left me. I mean, he just said, yeah, I know that was crazy. That was Thanksgiving, though, sweetheart. I mean, don't let your friends continue to complain. Hold them accountable to change. Meet them where they at. Like, girl, I feel you. That's crazy. He's a joker. I'm glad he's done with you anyway. What we going to do? How we going to move forward? Girl, what we about to do? Because we ain't staying here. Make sure your friends, y'all quiet. Make sure your homies and your friends keep it moving. Tell your friend right now, keep it moving. Keep it moving. We're not going to replay hate. We're not going to replay damage. We're not going to replay all the trauma in our life. No, no, no. At some point, the song got to change. You've been singing the same song right. for months and years. I'm not going to let you stay there, boo-boo. I love you too much to see you deteriorate. I love you too much to not move forward. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Friends don't let friends stay stagnant. That's right. Friends don't let friends stay the same, especially yeah. if it's a lower level. Yeah. Don't do that. Look at your neighbor and say, don't do that to me. Don't do 
You better help me out, get me out of my pit, snatch me out of my depression, cancel my pity party, and make sure that I'm, oh, never mind. Snatch me out. Don't leave me there. You're my friend for a reason. Family might drop the ball because they didn't choose to be my family. You chose to be my friend. You ain't got to be my friend. So if you're going to be in my life, don't let me stay low. Get me, oh God, get me out. Somebody say, help me out. Help me out. Yeah. So that's how it is outwardly. So friends, y'all got to help. Yeah. You can help. You help monitor the health of someone's soul because you know how they continually speak. Yeah. You, you got to help them manage and monitor it because they don't know they're complaining or strengthening. They don't know that because if anybody really knew it, we wouldn't do it. Ooh, that rhymed right on time. Don't start because I may not march. I don't know. Okay. So <laughs> don't let me do that. You monitor what, I, what, what gets to me. You monitor what irks me. After a while, you be like, all right, girl. Yeah. I feel you. I can, but what are we going to do? Help me move forward. Yes. Right. I'm going to help y'all move forward. Oh, you're going to help us move forward That's to the next? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's going to help me move forward. I am. Next. What, amen. What happens when we forgive? Forgiveness gives us the ability to intentionally and voluntarily undergo change in negative feelings, thoughts, and emotions about a person or organization. Shall I read it again? One more time. A little slower, and then I promise the rest of it we're going to... Okay. I mean, we're going to try to move faster. Forgiveness gives us the ability to intentionally and voluntarily undergo change in negative feelings. Feelings, which is the flesh. Flesh, thoughts. Spirit. And emotions. Soul. About a person or organization. So basically what I'm saying is um, forgiveness allows... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a conscious thing. Of course, you voluntarily do it. And, and it's something that you, it's a virtue. It's a yeah. power. And sometimes yeah. you may feel drained yeah. after forgiving so much. You, you know, yeah. you may get tired and stuff. But it's, it is a virtue. And the thing with forgiveness yeah. is when you don't forgive, you block God's vengeance. That's my favorite part about forgiveness. If you don't forgive, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. So unforgiveness doesn't, doesn't bear any fruit. You know what I'm saying? So that's important. So that's important. And um, yeah, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. And, and that's one way. That's what we do. Unforgiveness is a type of vengeance. And we don't know it because we think we're the victim. We are the victim and we were hurt or whatever. But it's a, it's a small case of vengeance. And so the Lord said, vengeance is mine. He said, I, I'll repay. I'll repay everybody for what they did. So there's no need of, 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 what do you call that? Messing up your life and destroying your life because of another person. Come on. God would not give another human that much power over you. No, he doesn't, he he won't do that. And so let him get revenge. He's going to do what he said he would. So if we believers, we believe that vengeance is the Lord's, it's not ours. Could we just clap our hands for two seconds for that? Don't block God's vengeance. When you forgive, you release his vengeance. When you forgive, you release his judgment. As long as you don't forgive, you're judging it. You're in the judge's seat. And only one person can sit there. That's right. 
Look at your neighbor and say, let God get him. Let God get him. His punch is going to hurt way worse than your punch yeah. anyway. Yeah. Let him punch him. Yeah. Let Amen. God slap somebody. Amen. Your Amen. slap going to wear off. His going to last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the Amen. way! But let's focus back on that, that master forgiver. I call him a master forgiver. The master forgiver. Because there's no way. Can you turn her up in the monitors like yeah. I am? Like how I am? It's, it's no way that in that position. I love it. That you'll be thinking about forgiving. He said forgive them for they know not what they do. Let's go back to that part. They don't know. They don't know what they're doing. These, these offenders don't really understand what they're doing through rape and, and abuse and stuff like that. They, they're fulfilling their selfish lust, but they don't know that they're really harming you in the future. They don't, they don't see it that way. You know what I'm saying? Even so, if you've been molested or misused yeah. at a young age or whatever, the power of forgiveness is the second part. They right. know not what they do. They know not what they do. That's the they most powerful know not. part. Yes, he did. He looked me right in my face. He still don't, he don't know who he's he doing know. it to. Yeah. You are God's favorite. Right. You are highly favored. He don't know who he messing with. They don't know who they messing with. They had, right. no, they had no clue. Who they were dealing with. So that's mm -hmm. the power of forgiveness. You Amen. know what? They don't know. They don't understand. I'm the coolest guy in the world. They don't know how cool I am. Right. They don't know I'm not. I'm not. Oh, wow. They don't know I'm not. a. They, when they treat you a certain way, they don't know. They yeah. don't know. Yeah. So it's easier to forgive yeah. when you understand that mm -hmm. they don't know. They don't know. And that's a part of that faith walk. It's all a part of faith. How could you be on the cross saying, forgive them? But they know not what they do. We at least have time to come home and think about it. Yeah. He was in the moment like, it's cool. Right. It's cool. Forget them. He wanted to be free, and he wanted the blessings to be released to us. Amen. I want us to be forgiven. Right. And that, and to me, um, forgive them for, because they know not what they do is, is the first thing on purpose. And I believe God did that to show us how we begin. Mm. That's how you begin life. Mm. That's how you begin. So. Forgive. Mm -hmm. It's so much more we got written here, it's but let's just lot, move to the next. Yes. That was so good. What's the next saying? We're not going to take this long on the next one. Let's just, let's just, we got so much to give y'all. That's what I'm saying. We sit home and we talk all day about live and about you guys and what we want you to know and what we, we pray about what we should share with you. So that's why we like so full. We're never to bore you or hold you long, but we want to make sure you're empowered when you leave here. Yeah. All right? Once you leave in here like the super friends, like mess with me. Back up. Yeah, like Black Panther. Wakanda forever. <laughs> Y'all love some Black Panther, boy. All I gotta do is say it, like, yeah! Everybody crossing up their chest. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the next thing he said, survey says, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus is on the cross, the thief. And the robber, I, I forgot, it was a thief and a robber, or both the, I, they, were, they were worthy of their punishment. On the one side, he was like, if you're God, man, save yourself and save us. The other one said, man, you stupid. This is, the, this is Jesus right here. He said, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Jesus said, this day, you will be with me in paradise. He's saving while he's dying. Amen. He's on his cross. He, he, he's still considering someone else's best case scenario when he's at his worst case scenario. 
Look at that consideration. Look at that for a second. If we're, if we're going to be examples of, of Christ, look at, look at that for a second. He's, he's, he's in his worst. Or I said I wasn't going to talk too much. Y'all get it, right? Yeah. Y'all got it or no? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I can move. All right, all right cool. And, and I, I want to say that Jesus to him on purpose because I, I believe the Lord gave me this earlier. Never heard this before. But it's like, how could you say that to Jesus? He's dying. Leave him alone. Like, man, say, thank you for doing this, if you believe, or just worship him and praise him. Like, thank you. I honor you. Why would you ask something of him and he can't even breathe? You deserve your punishment. You have no blood. He doesn't even look like a human because of our sins, and you're going to ask him for something? But I think Jesus responded to prove that he wasn't out of order. God told me, he said, a relationship with me is give and take. Give him praise. Give him honor. Present your body a giving sacrifice. I mean, love your living sacrifice. Yes, we give God honor, glory, and praise. You give God offering. We give him time. We give. My question is, what are you taking from God? She all right. She's she been walking for 30-something years. They all looked at you when you went over there. Like, she know how to walk. What do you take from him? Do you take wisdom? Do you take? He, he's, he exists to be taken from. Why are you not taking anything? Or let's say receiving. Yeah, because why are you not, what are you taking from God? What are you taking from your experience with God? You come here and you give him praise. What are you taking? He said, my people don't take enough. Which is why their lives are not full of me. I don't care that you ask me on my deathbed. I'll respond to you because that's correct. Receive salvation. At my worst point, I'll still give, but you got to take. Are you understand what I'm saying? So uh, my question is, what are you taking from your time with God? You're giving time to God. What are you taking from it? You're giving your worship and your prayer. What are you taking from it? Or what are you receiving from it? It's a give and take relationship. All right? This day, you will be with me. He made it in, and he didn't have time to live right. That's a message to everybody. No, you got to do right to go to heaven. You got to make sure you cross every T and dot every I. He ain't have a chance to. And he still made it. A study said, see, this is why I need you to shut me up. Because it's 9.15. Study, see, and you got to change that time too. It says 8.15, so I think I got an hour. Right. (sighs) What was I talking about? Yeah. Studies say that a man's spirit is alive as long as he is. So even when people are in now, Shobo, excuse me, a coma, and their brain is dead, if they're alive, their spirit is alive and can still communicate with God. Okay, so Uncle Henry... Is in the hospital. He's a pimp. He got in an accident or shot up. I don't know. He's unconscious. I just want him to wake up so he can get saved. 
before he dies. How do you know that Uncle Henry ain't talking to God already? Just because he can't respond to you doesn't mean he's not responding to anything. God can say, oh, see, you're supposed to sit me down. You're supposed to sit me down. If you're unconscious, if you're vegetable, if you're, if you're alive, he can communicate with you. <laughs> Some of the people who you thought, oh, it's too late and they died, they might have got in on the cross. <laughs> I feel God on that thing. Oh, stay right there, babe. I'm going to run around you. They might have got in on the cross. They might have got in on their deathbed. Don't judge people because they died so quickly. They might have had a moment. Okay. Yeah. So he can, if he can save them without works, how much more are you? Amen? Okay, so what's next? I've got to move quickly. I don't know. I don't know. Behold your son. Behold your mother. Oh. Jesus is dying. He says to John, look, that's your mom now. That's your son now. The Bible says from that day forth, John took her into his house. What does that mean to you? Being a woman, what does that mean to you? Well, in those, those days, still in some cultures in other countries, having a son was like the highest honor back in those days. So when he said, woman, behold thy son, yeah. um, he was saying that, um, you know, you, you took care of me very well, you know, um, yeah. and it records that Joseph wasn't in, in the... We believe that Joseph had died by this time. Correct. By this time, by the time Jesus died, he was mm -hmm. nowhere near. It's, it's believed believe. that he had already passed. He already died. Yeah, so Jesus was the one taking care of his mother. She was a widow. Um, and so when he said that, he was saying, um, woman, behold thy son, son, behold um, thy woman. He was talking to his disciples saying, now that I'm not be able to take care of my mother, I need you to do it for me. And immediately it's, it's recorded when he said that, son, behold thy mother, it was recorded that they immediately, some of the disciples that was there with him took his mother home with him immediately. And also when he said that, it, what, what, I, what I felt from it, like, why did he say woman? Like, he said, I like the point you made about yeah. why he said woman. When he said woman, he was saying woman to conceal his mother's identity. He concealed her <laughs> identity because, I love from my observation, because he didn't want these people, if they knew that was his mother, they would have they got her too. And so it wasn't like he was disrespecting his mother. He called her woman to conceal her, <laughs> to keep her covered. I love that perspective. You know what I'm saying? And so he does that. He said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. safe. So Jesus is concerned with our safety even when he's not. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Woo! That's how tough he is. That's how cool he is. Like, he's still, he's still looking out for us. And so he was concealing his mother's um, identity for safety. That's one reason why That's you say woman, reason. to conceal mm -hmm. identity. What's the other one you said? The other reason was um, he didn't want her to start getting all emotional about it. So to call her mother was a... It was like a yeah, baby. Thing. Yeah, oh, that, that thing. Yeah, if he called her mother, she'd have started yeah, crying. Baby. You yeah. know, she'd have started crying. That was her son. She would have cried, and again, they would have saw her. And yeah. so he called her mother to keep her emotions intact. Yes. I mean, he called her woman to keep her emotions, emotions intact. And that's yes. what he does for us. Yes. He knows what we have need of. Yes. He knows what we need and what we don't need. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The Lord yes. giveth and he takes away. But he's, he's right. Yes. And so he called her woman yes. because of that. I love that. Keeping her emotions I together. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And um, the last thing was, um, 
it was also to keep her focused on the task at hand. Yeah. To me, like when he called her woman, it was to go to show that I'm I'm God right now. I'm dying. I'm dying as God for you, because if you lose focus, you're gonna try to pull me off that 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 uh that cross. But we don't need that. I'm dying for you too, mother. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And so he's like, the purpose has to be fulfilled, and yeah. he needs her to Hallelujah. understand that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And that was to say, all these things is is I know it's a dark Good Friday is a dark thing, but all these yeah. things is his pursuit of happiness yeah. him forgive and forgive them for they know not god is like he's happy about that jesus yeah. is crying out god is happy about it uh uh this day you will be with me in paradise i believe jesus got a little excited like he probably looked like remember me he was yeah. like what i'm in the middle of suffering but a little inch of joy came up because you asked to be in my kingdom so it yeah. brought him happiness to do that are you understanding that yeah. Women, behold your son. That now God is serious about widows. He instructs us to take care of widows. So it brought him joy to entrust the life of his mother into the hands of John, his beloved disciple. That's right. So understand, these are not just all cry out, I'm about to die, and this is horrible things. These things are bringing him happiness as yes. he, oh, we're going to see it. Yep. He didn't feel good, mm -hmm. but these things brought him joy. Mm -hmm. And when he was saying, woman, behold thy son, son, behold thy Thy woman, mm -hmm. he was saying that because <laughs> what I loved about it, he 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 took care of his responsibilities too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another thing that stood out to me. He was still making moves on the cross, saying, "Yo, bro, hook me up, take care of my mom for me, do this, do that, make this happen." At the worst, you know, boss. at the worst point, he's a boss. And in any situation, this time I thought I was suffering, and I, I just start abandoning things. I don't want to do this. I feel like because I'm suffering, I'm entitled to not pay bills, and I'm entitled <laughs> to not take care of my children, and I'm entitled to do this yeah. and that. But Christ showed us that even in our worst, our worst point, we still, we still got to be responsible. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how mad you are, how hurt you are, how sad you are. Still about responsibility. Be responsible. Amen. And Amen. So that, was a, that was a big deal. To I love that. Yeah. Are we done? I'm done. You sure? It's a lot on here, but it's we're gonna keep it moving. We gotta move Let's go. What does it say, y'all? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is a powerful one. I don't really want to go into it too, too deep. Let me just say two points really quick. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I think he said it for, I'm just going to bring up two reasons tonight. A, to, uh, 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 to prove to us that he understands what we feel. He felt abandoned by God at his worst moment in his entire life. Why is it when I'm in trauma or in trouble, I feel like you're not there? At the time when you really need God the most, it seems like he has forsaken you. We feel that way a lot. He said that to let you know that you don't serve a high priest that's not touched by the feelings of your weaknesses. He understands what you feel, and that scream was proof because he spoke most of the words, but he screamed this one because you go crazy when you feel like God, Lord, what you doing? Oh, come on, y'all. Mothers, women, everybody. You, you, we all got that place. Like, all right, God. He understands what that feels like. And he proved it by saying, why have you Jesus said, why, God, where you at? If Jesus could say, God, where you at, I don't feel like this is an isolated case where God just chooses to leave me because he don't love me. So you find comfort, a weird comfort, in knowing that Jesus felt this way too. God ain't speaking yet, but yeah. Jesus felt this way too. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And number two, when you're, when you're taking a test, the teacher's not supposed to talk. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. 
Teachers don't talk during a test. All right, this is for your personal feelings right here. Teachers do not talk during a test. This is all still a test for Jesus. Even though he's on the cross down, he could have came down at any second. So understand, if God is silent, that means he already said something. If you can't hear what he's saying, what did he already say? Are you hearing me? All right, let's go. Let's keep it moving. I wish I could break all of this down. I... Go to John 19, if you will, in our closing. This is our first closing. It's our first closing. John 19, verse 28. Who has it? Amen, amen, amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, you, whoever has to stand up and read it with power, please. Come on, we got to go home. We got five minutes. Nobody? Okay. John 19, verse 28. Eight and 29? Who got it? You got it? Come on. Yeah, come over here. Come on. I'm not going to put you on blast. How are you? What's your name? Meredith. Nice to meet you. What does it say, Meredith? Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Later, Jesus said, I am thirsty. He knew that everything was now finished. He knew that what scripture said must come true. A jar of wine vinegar was there. How? So they soaked a sponge in it. They put the sponge on a stem of the hyssop, oh, hyssop plant. Then they lifted it up to Jesus' lips. A jar of wine vinegar was there. Sour wine. Thank you so much, man. You've been a blessing to the whole church and streamers. He said, I thirst to prove that he was human. Number one, I'm human. That's number one. Number two, oh gosh. Which way should I go? Should I just... just She said, Jesus, knowing all things have been completed, said, I thirst. Before this, they, soon as Jesus got on the cross, they offered him vinegar or, or whatever. He refused it. They offered him the same, either the same thing or something. They offered him the same little wine. He refused it. Later on, when he realized that all things were finished, he said, I, and the scriptures were fulfilled, he said, I thirst. Because he knew they was going to give him that wine. Okay. So we're talking about the pursuit of happiness. Wine is a symbol of joy. Wine is the token of the turn up. Wine is the sign of a celebration. Jesus was thirsty. He was in agony, but he was also signifying all is done. It's time to party now. It's time. Y'all quiet on this side because y'all just seeing the agony on the cross. Jesus was not focused on the agony on the cross. He was focused on the wine. I mean the joy that was set before him at his worst point he said it's completed it is done look at your neighbor and say party time party time tell your other neighbor turn up i know your situation ain't changed but you can start celebrating right now because you know on the other side of this it's your breakthrough 
Somebody high five, somebody say party time. Break out the wine, break out the celebration, break out the party. I've been through hell, I've been through high water, I've been through suffering, I've been through betrayal. It's time to party. Somebody scream party time. What's the next one? We going home. Sit down, y'all. We got... It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. Everything is now covered under my blood. All your mistakes are now paid and full. It is finished. Nothing you can do from this point can disqualify you from my love. My grace is now sufficient. Y'all quiet for some reason. Look at your neighbor and say, it's finished. It's finished. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me read this. I take a lap on it, it just feels good. Somebody say, it's finished. Every time somebody bring up your weakness and say, Oh, please, you be at the, it's finished. God ain't thinking about it. Why are you? Okay, so look at this. It's finished. If I can find the page, it's finished. It's finished. Sit down, please. These were the happiest words Jesus said since he was born. He couldn't wait to say these three words. These are the most powerful words in the Bible besides Jesus is Lord. It is. Y'all not excited enough for me. Jesus was not sad saying this. He was in pursuit of his happiness. He enjoyed saying, you know what? I can barely breathe up here. My lungs are exposed. My body's in pain. I can't see clearly for the drops of blood. Oh, but I got enough energy to say this right here. Matter of fact, before I say it, give me something to sip on real quick. As I was saying, it is. It's over. It's over. It's over. The devil is defeated. It's over. end it it is finished it's finished it's finished finished. into thy hands I commend my spirit commit means commit means commit I commit my spirit yeah because I'm gonna go back to it is finished after this I'm still tingly I'm still tingly go ahead into thy hands I commit what does that mean into thy hands I commit my spirit commend commit my spirit yeah yeah uh-huh. Now these were the very last words that um, the Lord spoke um, on the cross. He said, into thy hands I commit my spirit. He was saying that now, Father, I give you full charge over me. I, I entrust you to commit means to entrust. Commit means to entrust. It means to trust. So, Father, I trust you 
I commit to you, I give you, I give you everything. Yeah. It's no more of me. It yeah. was no more of him. Yeah. And so you giving him your spirit is is is, is denying your flesh, yeah. sacrificing your flesh, yes. and allowing your spirit to be given to the Lord. Yes. I can't Amen. wait. I can't wait. So we're gonna talk about that some more because yeah, there's so much more yeah. that y'all don't even know. Because when he said it is finished, he was saying the old covenant is done. done. The new covenant begins. Yes. So the old covenant with sacrifices, that's done. It is finished. Now, obedience oh, is better sacrifice. <laughs> than yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. I don't want you just sacrifice. Just listen to me. Yeah. Just talk to me. Obey. Just obey me. That's yeah. better than sacrifice. Better. Matter of fact, I am the last sacrifice. The last so all you got to do is o obey. Look at your neighbor and say, just obey God. He was the last sacrifice. We don't have to make any more sacrifices. Obedience is better. Better than sacrifice. It is finished. It's finished. All of your sins, gone. Gone. Gone, y'all. Your sins are gone. Minister Christ Christian talked about it last week. Stop living in guilt. Stop living in shame. Get on up. Get out of guilt. Get out of shame. You're arresting yourself to something that the authorities are not paying attention to. You're arresting yourself to something God ain't, listen, ain't worried about. He said it is finished. The pursuit of happiness was about him reconnecting with us. It's all about him getting us back. It pleased the Father to bruise him. It pleased the Father to bruise him. In my last closing, thank y'all for staying and listening. Did y'all enjoy tonight? Y'all give it up for my lovely wife. Thank God for the anointing of your life. And I pray that it continues to spring forth in the name of Jesus. You're a powerful, awesome, virtuous, pure woman of God, highly favored, highly anointed, and fully equipped. You are fully equipped to fulfill your assignment in the name of Jesus. Why did it please the Father to bruise him? Why does something have to die for you to be happy? Even when we sinned at first, we covered with fig leaves. You killed something and covered us with lambs. Well, why does something have to die? Why does it please you to bruise Jesus? He said it didn't really, it's not about me being satisfied with the death. He said it's really about I am so right. Not so right. I am right. He is righteousness. God is so holy that anything not like him will be consumed and destroyed in his presence. Are you hearing me? So all sin, when it comes closer to God, dissipates and is destroyed. So it's not that God wants to kill, but things die in his holy presence. When I'm in Christ, things not like him begin to die. His intent is not to kill. His intent is to love. But because he's so holy, 
How could I be in relationship with someone who's not as holy as me? How, how, how? Jesus, I need you to come be the mediator, be the middleman. The Lord told us today while we were studying, it's almost like when you go out into the sun, you just want to enjoy the beach. You want to enjoy the day in the sun. But for some people, how, are you, how you're made up naturally cannot survive the sun, how the sun is naturally. So what the sun is naturally consumes you naturally. So what people have to do is put on sunscreen. That's S-O-N. 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 Son, I need you to come screen it. I need you to come be the wedge between me and my people. Son, I need you to be smeared all over the believer. Put on Christ. Put on sunscreen so you can handle the sun rays. So you can endure the warmth and the love. If you don't put on the sun, the sun will destroy you. Tell your neighbor, put on sunscreen. you directly because what the sun is naturally will destroy you naturally but when you put on Jesus you can handle the relationship you can endure the warmth you can endure the rays I can embrace you and it not kill you I can love you and it not dissipate you I can love you and it not deplete you we can have a relationship now because there's something shielding you and he is my son What if you had a pet? A pet something. I don't know. I don't know. A pet dinosaur. Now the dinosaur is all big and grown, but he still want to hug you. Let's say a lion. Let's do it. A lion. Now the lion is full grown. The bear is full grown. And he wants to hug you like he did when he was small. Like, <laughs> Sorry about that, Tim. I know it didn't hurt, but I know it stung because my hands stung when it hit you, so I know it stung you because it stung me. I didn't mean to do that. So the bear wants to love you like he used to. Like, oh, but that love could kill you because of the nature of him versus your nature. God is trying to embrace us, but we're so unholy. That is killing us. We need sunscreen. We need protection. We need a mediator that will allow us to once again be restored as we were in the garden. Us and him. His happiness. He's happy when he talks to you. He's happy when you love him. He's happy when you choose him. That's why he makes nobody love him. I want to be loved by you. So I'm going to be so good to you. You can be bad to me. That's cool. I'm going to be right here. Whenever you're ready, I'm going to love you like you never left me. He's going to continue to pursue his happiness. You are his happiness. You are his happiness. You make him happy. Clap your hands. That's good news. 
Put on that sunscreen. Put it on. Put on that sunscreen so you can enjoy the rays and enjoy and, and reap the vitamins of the sun and not be deteriorated by it. Put on that sunscreen. You might, oh, you shine a little bit. You, there's a glow on you. You sparkle a little yeah. bit when you got that sunscreen on. Mm -hmm. There's a glory on your life. Yeah. People, what's that about you? Oh, I just got, I have the sun on. I got the sun on. I got, put on Christ. Put on Christ. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you. Oh, go ahead, sweetheart. Go ahead, go ahead. No. Yeah, put on sunscreen. Go ahead. I was going to say that. Um, yeah. Because if you don't, it's like going to the beach. Sit up under that umbrella the whole time. It's no fun. It's no life. You're just going to watch everybody enjoy their life because you don't have sunscreen on because you, you feel like you're going to be destroyed. And so it's better to put that sunscreen on so you can you can live. So you can That's live. What it's for. So you can live. You don't have to live in fear. If you don't put that sunscreen on, you got to protect yourself. Ooh, and we don't, yeah. don't want to do that. You so got to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself. And so, it's important. That's all I wanted to say. Don't be complacent. Put that sunscreen on so you can move. So you can move. You can move forward. Anybody ready to make moves? Anybody ready to do more? Anybody ready to not be stuck? Put on the sun. You can enjoy the whole beach. Father, we thank you for your arrangements to remain in relationship with us. You're so good. It's, it's, just, it's, it's really beyond our understanding. But we thank you for your goodness. Tonight, we all put on the sunscreen. We put on Jesus the Christ, son of the living God. We accept your sacrifice. We take that. We take it. We take the sacrifice. We apply it to our lives. Thank you for your blood that reaches to the highest mountain and flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. And it will never, ever, ever, somebody say ever lose his power we give you glory in Jesus' name everybody say amen thanks for listening to today's message we pray you were blessed by God's word if you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world please visit livechurchorlando.com